It's the Meg, John, and Justin podcast. Yay! We're back, and again we're in a public place. Mm-hmm. We're in a, a public bar, a pub, a public house, <laughs> a pub is what they call them. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think that's what they call them. And um, there's not much music in the background. Hopefully, it's yeah. quite quiet up here, which is nice. Uh, there is, however, a comedy pinball machine, <laughs> which is uh, based around. I wouldn't, we'll let you try and work it yeah, out when when it, you when hear, it, if you hear it. It seems to go off about every 15 minutes, so that might well happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's pretty pretty noisy, yes. and it's quite comical. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we thought that we, we've got a list in our, um, like a Google Drive that we have, of podcast topics that we're interested in talking about, and mm-hmm. uh, I think you might have added this, Andrea, sorry for asking you here, but it just says horny all the time, so yes. we're not quite sure where it came from, um, but we're going to talk about, um, what do we do if we're horny all the time? Yeah, I feel like that's an issue we haven't touched on yeah, before on I the guess, podcast yeah, yeah. and I guess that sometimes it might be uh, the first thing we'll talk about is this, mm. is, is this a problem yeah. I and mean, we're framing it like it might be but sometimes it might not be but I guess mm. that's a thing that people might encounter quite a lot of the time that they yeah. for people who are interested in sex and have sexual feelings that sometimes it's like really feels like that's just all the what real dominating yeah your yeah. life a bit and, and I guess that that's where I guess people might experience as a problem if it feels like it's a bit overwhelming um, but so, then again yeah. it needs a bit bit of uh, picking apart mm. first of all first and foremost um you know whether it's a problem and why it's experienced that way but yeah we thought we'd go through kind of talking about is it a problem why it might happen why it happens you know why it might be tough for people and then mm. what they might do about it if they do want to do something different from what they're currently doing you miss some advice some, some advice friendly yes advice at the end. <laughs> that, that's where we're going that's very much our jam isn't it it is that's what we do Yes. So, so I'm going to try and have a sip of beer while you say the next thing. Oh, I was, I was just like, I was just going to press the beer Okay, okay. From now on, we'll alternate on that mm-hmm. one. Um, so, is it a problem? I guess people might think it is a problem because mm-hmm. some, there might be times when it might feel like there's a problem if it feels like someone can't. If it feels like it's um, a thought that is with you for a lot of the day and it's yeah. getting in the way of doing other stuff. I think that's it, first and foremost. Like, Does yeah. it feel like it's overwhelming other things or getting in the way of other things? Um, I suppose the other thing is content-wise, that can feel difficult if it's, mm. if it's tough content, things that you don't, you wish you weren't, desires you wish you weren't having or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that on another podcast. Yeah, yeah, I think like we're a, not going to get so much into no. that. We're going to get more into here. Just we have definitely feeling. talked about having problem, uh, like troubling, like, fantasies what's about, well, yeah fantasies yeah. that we might be struggling with which we also touch on in our erotic fantasy zine as well which might be a good one to look at if you're interested Available in this topic for £2.50 via our website certainly is johnandjustin.com yeah <laughs> so here we'll just talk about the yeah so yeah. Um, but you know I think it's worth unpacking why it's tough to check <sighs> like I guess people might find it tough because more of cultural shame around it. You oh. know, it might be a perfectly legitimate and really potentially quite positive experience, mm-hmm. but that they're feeling negative about because they feel shame about it, that mm-hmm. it's not considered okay. F- either that it's not considered okay to be horny that much or not considered okay for someone like them. For yeah. example, like, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked before on the podcast about groups where it's seen as, like, not so okay to be sexual, like, yeah. for older people, for younger people, sometimes mm-hmm. for disabled folks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It might also feel not okay depending on the relation, whatever relationship setup you might be in uh-huh. or um, whatever kind of, um, might feel difficult if, um, I mean, we'll talk about that in a bit, but it might be difficult for some particular kinds of relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I guess there's this thing about how we might um, we, we've talked in other podcasts about the importance of looking at romantic relationships as being separate to that sometimes overlap with sexual relationships mm-hmm. but there is like a, you know there mm-hmm. are there are two separate things that we'll talk about in a bit um, but yeah it might be problem, uh, a problem if it's something that you just can't resolve within a relationship so, yeah you know. like either because your outlet that you would like for the horniness is to do things with somebody and your partner's not wanting to mm-hmm. um, and there isn't a relationship rule that has enables you to do it with other people yeah. or some relationships are not very cool around solo sex mm-hmm. um, or it might more be that um, that there's a, yeah there's some kind of imbalance in the relationship that it just feels hard for the other like if one person's really quite horny and the other person really isn't that can yeah. feel tough ah here we go can you hear it dear listener well, I'm not going to let it play out the whole thing. We, need, you... to, we need to write out The Simpsons here. <laughs> it's going to say Cowabunga in any, any minute. Um, <laughs> so I guess other reasons why it might, it might be... There we go. There we go. <laughs> so other reasons why it might be <laughs> tricky. Sometimes I guess people might be having like... People might be okay being horny all the time, but there might be times where they feel it might be inappropriate for them to be feeling yes. quite that horny. Because yeah. it might put them in an uncomfortable position if they were feeling particularly mm. horny at a particular time in a particular place. For example, at work or yeah. around family or, um, I guess... Yeah, Out in public or, or even, yeah. even with an erotic partner where it's like there's an imbalance in, like, you know, the, the horniness makes it very kind of intense and mm. quick whereas the other person prefers slower or less intense you know yeah. that, that can create an imbalance as well mm. yeah I guess there's that thing about that sometimes with horniness people are just wanting sometimes people might be wanting it yes. quite quickly yeah and exactly that, which is something that we'll go on to talk about later mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. so there are some of the reasons why it may be a problem but we should also say that uh, it might not be a problem sometimes yeah. it can be quite delicious to be like surfing this kind of horniness yeah precisely um, as long as it's a thing that you're feeling you know comfortable with and okay with yeah. yourself m- there might be cultural uh stigmas around yeah. that and talking about it but mm-hmm. if this sits okay with you and you're feeling horny all the time and that's sometimes that can yeah. be quite you know if you're on top of it it can be feel quite nice and i guess that's where consent comes in as well it's like do, can you get to a point where you feel okay with it and also can it be something you act, can act on consensually like in terms of do you have the yeah. space in which if it's solo sex do you have the space and time in which yeah. to go do that um that can be perfectly great yeah and also to talk about consensually as well in yeah. the relationship where it's okay to talk about those things mm-hmm. or in the dynamic or it's okay to talk about those things yeah so um so that's the first thing isn't it so um mm. why is somebody finding it tough and then yeah why is it happening I suppose if somebody is finding it tough they might want to understand better like what's going on mm. here I think sometimes people just think that it is a um, I guess the way that people might approach this is to separate the biological the psychological and the social yeah. isn't it? so people might think um, biologically they might think oh it's this particular time of the month where I'm mm. I'm really horny yeah. so for, often for people with menstrual cycles they might think that yeah. there is a particular hormone balance going on for them at that moment that they know makes them horny mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is certainly true for mm-hmm. a lot of people I'm not saying yeah. that isn't true but I'm saying that people might just refer to the biology yes and it might yeah it's usually um, about more than that yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. or people might look at the social and say well you know you're a bloke obviously you're going to be horny all the time yeah. you know, and that can, often, that can be racialised and mm-hmm. um, 
can be quite classist as well. Yeah, and, yeah, certain kinds of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but then also that people who aren't any of those identities are not allowed to be horny. Yeah. Time, that's what I think. Anything where there's like that cultural idea that you should be a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then there's the psychological where people might think, well, of course you're horny all the time because. Um, you're just in the throes of the beginning of a new relationship or right. something, and people might think that you yeah, know, that's when you're supposed to be. Or you're a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, but actually, what we're what obviously what we're going to say, dear listener, is mm-hmm. that all of these, all the bio and the psycho and the social, can't be separated from each other. Yeah. And they all work off each other. Yes. Right. So, and a good example of this is actually menstrual cycles. Mm-hmm. So you know, good. there is like a kind of um, a lot of people talk about evolutionary psychologists often talk about when. Uh, people menstruating are at their most horny around the time of ovulation because of course yeah. you know mm-hmm. in the, just before you, the middle of the cycle um, you know that's when you're most likely to get pregnant and so of course you want to have more sex then because that's you know yeah. that's what nature kind of intended uh-huh. and that's just not true for so, Is it not? so many yeah. people who menstruate so it doesn't work for everybody those that have spoken yeah. to me so, sometimes that can be a time when they're very horny yeah. other times it could be, they could be very horny during their period yeah. or just before the period starts so these things are very different for different people. I think another great example then is uh, transmasculine people going on testosterone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely there is some effect of going on testosterone quite often on libido, but not for everybody. Yeah. And then it's also like, but what's the effect? Because you you know it could be the person coming much more comfortable with their body yeah. that then makes them feel more inclined to have sex. Yeah. You know, um, so it could be that reason mm-hmm. rather than the hormone having a direct impact yep. um, or you know a knock-on effective in terms of who somebody's meeting when mm-hmm. they're you know more open about being trans for example so there's sort of a number of levels on which that can be playing out yep. how they're being read in the street the amount of gender dysphoria they're having mm. all of these things yeah and also being horny in and of itself is a biopsychosocial phenomenon isn't it because mm. the it's not just we can't just say well, if someone's got um uh, if someone's got vasocongestion in their genitals, yes. i.e. I, they're getting a hard-on, yeah. uh, that they are horny. No, mm-hmm. that's arousal, yeah. which is very different. Yeah. Like, someone might have, like, um, a hard penis on a bus mm-hmm. because the... Actually, this is probably not true of buses anymore because you get these modern-day buses that don't vibrate so much. Yeah. But people often report, you know, if you sit in a certain spot on a bus, yeah. you get this vibration and you get an unwanted erection. Mm-hmm. Or... Uh, someone sitting still for a long time if their genitals are in like a particular way in their pants or something mm. you can feel like they might be getting an erection right, right. that's not them feeling horny yeah, necessarily people true. might think that's might then interpret that as being horny another time because yeah. biopsychosocially they think okay I'm feeling really horny yeah moment. yeah yeah but sometimes it is literally a biological thing going mm-hmm. on yeah sorry I'm kind of contradicting myself there but I'm not I'm, yeah yeah no sorry. and again it all comes together <laughs> and again that's that's another way it can be an impact of the impact of testosterone can be that just a bit of genital growth that means that that part of you is just more likely to be stimulated some other time yeah rather than again the direct effect of the T yeah yeah um yeah. So it is biopsychosocial. So the yeah. horniness, mm. so the so horniness is biopsychosocial, but yeah. our response to it is also biopsychosocial. Yeah, like a complicated thing going. We can that we can also act on it in a very obvious physical way, mm-hmm. or we can act on it yeah. in more psychological or social ways. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of different things going on, and people kind of um, talk about lots of different reasons why um, they might be biopsychosocially, why they might be feeling horny all the mm-hmm. time. 
Um, one of the things that certainly has been true for me from personal experience, but I know it's true for other people because there's been a pop song written about it, is if you're feeling like a sense of loss yeah. um, or, or grieving something or feeling uh, a lot of um, emotional pain about something, then mm. a lot of people really get really just want to have sex and they, this is another time when it can feel really tough because mm. it can feel like the wrong response mm. you know if people people can feel shame about like I sh- you know this awful thing's happened yeah. why on earth am I wanting sex but yeah. actually that can be a really common response right yeah um, yeah the song MJ is Fucking the, the Pain Away fuck the pain away. by Peaches. there you go yeah. our youth culture correspondent <laughs> our pop culture correspondent Dr. Mike John Barker <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah in situations where you really it's you really would be expected sometimes to be quite down and depressed and mm. low energy actually sometimes it yeah. can be entirely the opposite um, yeah sometimes really people want to have a very very different set of feelings and emotions even if it's for a great brief yes. period of time and that horniness can be um, can be um, can be something that is the, the, so at that time is when people can be horny. Yeah. Is all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that can be the most uncomfortable is when you're having those feelings when you really don't want to be. I mean, it might be. I don't think it's oversharing. When I was doing that analysis of sex advice books, that mm-hmm. was a time when I got some of this, and it was just really unwanted because I'm looking at these books that I can't stand. Yeah. But I think just because I'm seeing references to sex like all day long, like then I yeah. would feel kind of both angry and a bit horny and it was an uncomfortable combination of feelings yeah, yeah. it can be tricky when you just uh, peer behind the curtain dear listener it can be tricky when you're writing about sex yeah I've heard of the, the in fact there's been a couple of academic papers for, okay. uh, by porn researchers saying exactly this that it's right. really tough to be a researcher of porn especially difficult kinds of porn yeah. because you know there is just a response to seeing sexual images sometimes yeah. Um, and yeah what do you do with with that and it's a weird a weird part of the research process to yeah. be feeling horny yeah yeah. let's not go into how we deal with separating work from life yes uh. <laughs> that's another one and it's situational as well I guess you know I guess mm. um, people may find it happens more when the situation is more conducive mm-hmm. like that's not always true you know sometimes it can happen yeah. and you don't really have much of a situation to do anything about it but mm-hmm. um, yeah like working from home I think mm-hmm. and we've again we've talked about the procrastinate was it you the procrastinate yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's the uh, there it goes again. And there's the um, I guess the other situation with there is that sometimes people don't really feel. Often people might feel too stressed to be horny if they yeah. have like a a stressful day to day life either through work or or home stresses, homework stresses. Cowabunga! And so yeah. uh, sometimes like holidays or time off can be a time where people yeah. might welcome quite horny feelings because yeah. they've enabled they, they've created a situation where that's more likely to happen. It's yeah. they've, they've facilitated it. Right, right, and this is sort of um, flip side. I guess there's a flip episode that we could be doing on you know wishing that you were more horny. Yeah, um, and that can often be when you just don't have the setup or the, the life situation, so you're out the door really early and you don't get back to really late and you're working really hard and exactly. there's just isn't any space for it I don't understand mm. how um, and yeah and um, yeah uh, <laughs> so many people mm. who have such limited capacity for various different reasons mm-hmm. um, it's amazing that it's amazing to me that some people might even contemplate having sex yes the amount of just um, sorry we're going into another podcast I think we should do that. I think we need to do the other one yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah I mean sometimes you do need to really be able to just 
um, decompress a bit and mm. give give it space and time. But we're not talking about that point. <laughs> we're talking about the what happens if you are really yes. on it all the time. It could also be a response to stress, I suppose, as well. Yeah. It? Just like, just um, that. I guess just like it can be something if. I suppose it's a thing about you You might know more about this than I do but I suppose if we're feeling quite stressed sometimes we might want to just have anything other have any other thoughts in our brain other than the thing that is kind of hanging yeah. over us well it can be very soothing mm. I think you know we're not straying into talking about sex addiction which is a really com- complicated and yeah. like should it you know should we even have a thing Again, I think um, we've talked yeah, about that. We have. Um, but yes, um, I think there is something about how um, like sex and orgasms can be super soothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and maybe that relates to what you were saying about bereavement and loss as well. Yeah. Or re- being really stressed is that it can be super relief relieving to just go to that soothing place for a while and fantasies as well like you know certain escaping into fantasy or escaping into the physical sensations or both you know for a while it's really understandable yeah and again not necessarily a problem Mm -hmm. unless you're feeling like wow this is really getting in the way here or it's stopping me from addressing the actual Mm. problem yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. So, are we ready to move on to? Yeah, we kind of getting into what the yeah, advice what, time. What needs fulfilling here? Yeah, I guess this is where you are thinking it's a bit of a problem. Mm. One of the, like you were saying, one of the questions you can ask yourself is: is it, is it about the horniness? Like, is it simply that horniness needs the outlet, or is the horniness sort of something else? Yeah. Is yeah. it like a response to the fact that you're in need of something and you're thinking that it might be sex, but it might actually be something else? Yeah. So uh, one of the activities to do, which is available in our book mm. uh, and I believe enjoy sex how when and if you want to and also a practical guide to sex it's been published twice it's that good yes no one's buying it but it's still really good <laughs> it's, it's, it's really it's good very very good I still book. stand by this book very, it's absolutely excellent. I think it is having yeah. read so many sex advice books <laughs> exactly yeah. let's not talk about the book yeah. <laughs> um, so um, it's the if you ask yourself um, mm. why do people have sex and yeah. you know list all of the reasons for why people have sex you might come up with 25, 30, yeah. 50, 80 different reasons uh-huh. and then just reviewing that and thinking okay are there other sources where I that where I could that I could be tapping into in order to meet a need that my body is telling me that I need to yes so yeah. It could, for example, be that it's that rather than the horns might be driving you to get very hot and sweaty and excited. Mm, well, yeah. there might be some kind of exercise that might do that for you. For yeah, that it's about your body wanting to move, for example, yeah. and there are other ways, dancing and physical activity, where you could move your body. Yeah, um, maybe you're bored. Yeah. <laughs> in which case, there might be other things that you could do. Yes. I mean, it's not wrong to. We're not saying yeah. don't have sex. You know, that we're yes. doing like an abstinence <laughs> no, thing. Are we? Exactly not. <laughs> but it's <laughs> although like, that would be funny, wouldn't it? Yeah, if would suddenly funny. we draw all these people into the podcast <laughs> yeah, and then we start like, being like abstinence only, yes. like sex this educators. Is, this is what writers. we're really into. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Just flip it. In I, the think, I think it depends on how much, you know, is the money in it? And I'll definitely <laughs> <laughs> consider it. <laughs> I think we are actually about to argue for abstinence, but, like at least temporary abstinence, kind of of course, as one option here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah. there are lots of. 
the simple thing we're saying here is that there are lots of reasons why people yes. have sex. It might be worth exploring some of them. Well, again, if it's sort of a soothing, is it like this is feeling soothing for you yeah. or distracting? There may be other forms of soothing and distracting that you could mix up in there. You don't need to take yeah. out like sex or solo, solo sex or together sex as one of them. Exactly. But, but yeah. like, what about trying some other ways to be kind to yourself or to soothe yourself? And there's different kinds of joy and different mm-hmm. kinds of erotic, isn't it? It's that yeah. erotic in the broader kind of uh, uh, sense, the, that Audre Lorde essay that. Uh, Oh, the uses of the erotic. Like, read it now. You can get the PDF online. Or buy it. Wait, or it's in buy Sister it. Outsider, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and, it's um, in Sister Outsider. It's a really good book. Yeah, it's a um, shortish essay. It's, well like, short. it's really good. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like what she's saying. One of the many extraordinary things she's saying in that essay is that... Or Dread um, we've said. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that, you know, the erotic is a lot bigger than sex. Yeah. Um, and that we can tap into this this broader sort of juicy erotic feeling in all kinds of ways and she talks about poetry but she also talks about putting up a bookshelf I think at one point and just various things that we can yeah use the erotic energy for so yeah I think Mm. creative outlet is another thing to think about it could be that it's a kind of frustrated creativity that could come out in other ways Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah thinking about what your creative thing that you enjoy doing like whether it's singing or art or writing because definitely sex can be a really creative thing mm. that's not something we talked about on a podcast yeah, very much before we don't, but do like, we? super creative there's a reason why people get really interested in sex in all of its many different forms yeah yeah um, both for yourself and with other people that it is like it might be one of the most creative things that individuals might do well yeah I suppose again I mean we often talk about kinksters as, as, as being you know one area where people really sort of do often like really being present and really being intentional about sex mm. but another thing you could say is that you know kink is almost like it can be a real artistic yeah. art form you know especially kind of things like rope bondage and yeah. people can spend a long time curating a scene mm. like it's a drama or like it's a piece of art mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, you might you might think about how to make the sex mm-hmm. more creative, or you might think about other creative outlets for that horny feeling. Yeah, because it might be more of an erotic feeling that could find other ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I must say, I'm beginning to struggle to read your handwriting at this point. <laughs> yeah, I know you said we're rushing. Could it be that you need a different kind of release? Like, if you're feeling like, oh god, I really oh, need yeah. that release of orgasm. You were saying actually sometimes that can be because you want another kind of release. You might want to cry or something, or get oh. really angry and yell, or, um, laugh. or laugh. Yeah. Sometimes the um, uh, I don't want to reveal too much here, but certainly sometimes when I've been to a really incredible gig, yeah. like a, a, a rock gig, mm-hmm. uh, my, my, one of my favourite bands is called Girl Band. Mm. Uh, they're not a girl band, it's a terrible name for a band, it's awful, but they're a lovely bunch of lads mm-hmm. from Ireland and sadly they're not together anymore. But I had a mm. very, very powerful experience going to see them, which yeah. basically was kind of, It's like it was a similar kind of release, is what we're talking mm. about. It's like, oh, I left feeling like, woof, yeah. that was like wow and that was super intense yeah and sometimes that's the if we only associate those things with sex i think sometimes that can be a little bit sad yeah again we're going down the abstinence model aren't we go to go to gigs (laughs) (laughs) see rock bands i guess it's the opposite of abstinence really because we're saying that the erotic infuse the whole of your life i find this about writing i'm now um working as a writing mentor with a number of people Mm -hmm. who are trying to do writing projects and i think it's really interesting to notice how some have got that sense of it's this 
this almost erotic act and they're really enjoying the writing mm. process and others it's kind of like they're trying to force themselves to write it feels like something they should do mm. and it's like wow this is you know really where the idea of the erotic comes in for me it's like That's writing really can be such a such a wonderful kind of mm. erotic act if you allow it to be something that you're see- is all the things we say in, in enjoy sex really mm. being really pleasant to it treating mm. yourself really kindly and consensually around it letting yourself tune into what you really want rather than feeling like you should do it a certain yeah, yeah, yeah. way the whole the same stuff applies to writing as applies to sex yeah 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 Gosh, that's another good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so it could be that you need some, some kind other of kind release. of release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it might not be even that you. you I'm not saying it, when people are horny that they are striving for an orgasmic release, but to, mm. but if it is a release that you're wanting, you know, like yeah. at the end, you might say something like "cowabunga." <laughs> <laughs> It's just about to happen. Something like that. Um, <laughs> then, yeah, explore other possible releases. And yeah. certainly during sex, often people, those, <laughs> certainly during sex for a lot of people, those yeah. kinds of releases, different kinds of releases can happen during sex. Yeah, as well. exactly. Yeah, I mean, and I think that. Um, Barbara Corellis in the book Urban Tantra even talks about crygasms and laugh gasms yeah, yeah, yeah. and like anger gasms, mm-hmm. you know. And that those those urban I did the Urban Tantra training last year, and there was that real sense of like all of this is legit and fact to be welcomed. Yeah. This idea of welcoming all emotions into sex mm. is just really kind of wonderful. Instead yeah. of being worried about inappropriate emotions, we're just like yeah, like yeah. it's fine if what you end up with is this big cry, mm. you know, or this massive fit of giggles. With either with an orgasm or kind of as the orgasm, you know, yeah. as, as a different thing. Like, we've definitely talked in previous episodes where we're talking about consent a lot more about how to handle all those things mm. consensually and be prepared to help make the space for all those things. Yes, absolutely. Just to say at this point, but obviously, you know, you know, we've got that covered. Yes. <laughs> but let's yeah. not assume it yeah, for yeah. a new listeners. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, go back and listen to every single thing we've said <laughs> don't, don't quote us back at ourselves <laughs> so what what things could people do i guess we're touching now on some of the things people might do like try a different yeah. creative outlet mm-hmm. um try a different form of release um uh, maybe try a different form of being kind to yourself or a different physical activity or you know mixing it up we're not saying don't do don't do solo sex or don't do sex with a partner but yeah. what about mixing it mm-hmm. up with some of those other options and I think then we talked before about sometimes we might need to go for quality rather than quantity and that yeah. might be a thing so like sometimes if we're feeling horny all the time it might be tempting just to have like a perfunctory wank for example just keep, just keep going there like yeah yeah mm. and it never really satisfies you and you might feel mm. a bit kind of like that's ah, not really kind of yeah done the trick really I guess I think of it like if I'm constantly grazing on biscuits or something or just Mm. eating rubbish sometimes I should just maybe put those in the cupboard and wait until later on and go out and And you might really enjoy the food a lot more if you're kind of not just every little little moment of feeling hungry and again just like sex I guess the hunger appetite can be about lots of different things yeah. so it's very similar stuff oh, it really yeah. makes me think of my mate um, Anita Casti who's written this novel called Appetite right. and what I really like about that novel is it draws these um, uh, relationships between appetite for food but also appetite for sex and also yeah. appetite for meaning yeah. in life and like there's three characters I think oh. that she's following where they're kind of trying to fill a void 
with those different things, but actually they work in quite similar ways. Ooh, the way people good. do that, yeah, I recommend it. It's good, yeah. good read. Appetite by Anita Cassidy. That sounds really good. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, Ruby Tando, the uh, cookery um, writer, yeah. is like the equivalent of us for <gasps> Enjoy yeah. Sex. Like um, they they write about food in a similar way to us about about mm. sex. I think it's like being pleasant to it that kind yeah, of thing yeah and like and this idea of oh, we're going down another podcast route no, but, but I love it's it. like a similar yeah. kind of thing of there are so many rules about what you should and shouldn't yeah. be eating and what and it's really tough to navigate all of those things and it's exactly the same with sex yeah and it's really tough to be present and to really enjoy it if you're also having to navigate all of those things. Yeah. So it's navigating the messages in yes. order to get you to a place where you can actually enjoy food. And that doesn't mean that you're constantly eating, yeah. you know, fried chicken in my case, because yeah. that wouldn't be the case. But in the, and in the same way that, you know, we really want to take shame off individuals because what our culture tends to do oh, is, yeah. is, you know, real fat shaming and body shaming. And actually it's about cultural messages, as we say with sex, yeah. you know, that are the problem Really. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, sorry. Yes. So back so, to. But so, we well, yeah, we're so, using so. the analogy of food to say that you might think about focusing on quality rather than mm-hmm. quantity. Um, so in, you know, yeah, instead of having all, all the perfunctory wanks, I think you call them, yeah. <laughs> you could sort of be like, oh, let's save this up. Let's make us. Let's make some time. I think, yeah, like those sort of outlet wanks can sometimes result in a bit of shame or a bit of a meh feeling afterwards. Yeah. Where if you were to like save it up and say, I'm gonna much more intentionally spend mm-hmm. this half an hour or an hour yeah. solo or with others you know on this later in the day yeah. and reminding yourself that that's coming mm-hmm. then maybe you feel a bit better at the end of that a bit like you know having a, a nice meal versus the junk food all day yeah mm-hmm. I'm very much related to that is the reward wank uh, yeah. which is a thing that I came up with when I was giving actually I got it from a friend of mine um uh, got him through his A-levels apparently and um, ah. so young people write to me around exam time often yeah. or ask me around exam time you know oh, is, um, feel like I'm really just wanting to wank all the time God I, I remember that with do. revision yeah 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 mm-hmm. and um, so it's you know you kind of have this, a perfunctory wank and then you've still got yeah. you know, it an really essay go to do yeah, or something yeah, yeah. and yeah. then you feel and so you're kind of feeling rubbish and you can get into a, a cycle of shame and mm. um beating yourself up so mm. the reward rank doing your work first yes and then having a nice one nice mm. rank at the end of the day or something and yeah. can you uh, again related to another um concept that i'll let you talk about because um you know about it but this idea of in between can you like surf that urge to yes can you like almost like get on top of the wave and well, this is the mindfulness or Buddhist kind of approach to craving, I guess, mm. which is like, um, you know, our tendency is to just grasp or hurl away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such an amazing metaphor, really, for pretty much everything about being human is that yeah. we have this tendency to either grasp a thing, that, which in this case would be going straight for the one course sex yeah. uh, with somebody else, and then or hurl it away, mm-hmm. be like abstinence, be like repress it, you yeah. know, this isn't okay. And there's this... Uh, third way or middle way which mm-hmm. involves like holding it gently um, <laughs> not holding what gently <laughs> good question <laughs> you could literally that's actually you, you could, could literally, you could literally hold, hold it gently yeah. in this case <laughs> yeah. and also metaphorically yeah, hold wow, it gently wow literally and metaphorically <laughs> that'd bring it home the whole embodied experience mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's sort of like um, 
they use this urge surfing which is a kind of like imagining it's like surfing and kind of staying on top of the wave of craving so you're not giving into it but Mm -hmm. also you're not trying to get rid of it you're just being curious about it and and kind with it Um, and that's where it might have a lot to tell you so Mm. with the kind of things we were just saying about what it what the meaning might be Mm. you might be able to get to those you know Mm -hmm. and this this was first used in more like drug and alcohol like what happens if you're you're craving a fix you're craving a drink but you don't do it mm-hmm. for a little while it, like you, you know if somebody's struggling with this stuff it doesn't necessarily you know it's probably easier to not go straight into total abstinence and cold turkey it but rather like let's try and just you know put in a five second gap or a five minute gap mm-hmm. or an hour gap where you surf that urge and just learn what it's like yeah. to sit with this discomfort mm-hmm. of not trying to get rid of it and not trying to act on it mm. and it's like amazing useful stuff for the whole of your life basically mm. because yeah. we are so we have such a reactive tendency in so many areas just to respond yeah. to situations by either grasping or hurling away yeah um so the more we can learn to urge surf the better I, and this is not coming from a place of feeling that I'm good at it in any way shape or form oh what a struggle <laughs> yeah, it's really it is hard. the mindfulness yeah, thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. one of my favourite songs is by one of my favourite my favourite artists Martin Creek called Thinking Not Thinking yes um, and there's one call for thinking and one call for not thinking and it's a brilliant song yeah. and the video features the largest um, breed of dog and the smallest breed of dog and they're kind of running around oh, on stage it's video. really cute it's anyway. so cute but you know yeah. you can't just think or not think yeah. we're always in a place of in between so if we were to like be meditating something yeah we can notice that we're thinking yeah. and then just gently be like okay i'm not going to throw this away and be like oh sorry yeah. i can't do this yes i'm a terrible meditator or and <laughs> all then be like no i'm definitely going to do this yeah because you have to do that an element an element of that surfing all of the time and that's yeah. the thing to be doing isn't it the noticing that you're noticing or the noticing that you're thinking yeah exactly and so the noticing that you're horny yeah. is really part of it so actually if you are horny all the time mm. even just like Oh, I'm noticing I'm horny all the time. Yeah. It's a different thing to the yeah. grinding your teeth and just like exactly. not you, knowing what the feeling is. You can like push it down and just get on with the work and feel a bit miserable. Mm. Or you can go and have the perfunctory wanking off and feel a bit miserable. Yeah. Or you could do this other thing, which is to stay with the feeling. And, you know, I guess the whole Buddhist approach is that you get to a point where you're always noticing these feelings come up and you're mm. making a practice of staying with that feeling rather than you know either grasping old hold of it or yeah. get trying to get rid of it mm. 100% yes not easy not easy people <laughs> but you can start here this well, is a I mean, great place to practice it yeah 100% <laughs> uh, hold it remember hold it gently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or hold your bits gently no um, hold yeah oh we've got the Simpsons again that's I'm four noticing times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rising frustration no horniness <laughs> um, I think that's it. Uh, we have got yeah. any more advice that we can give the listener? I think that's no. I think yeah, it's sort of getting again as we always say, getting intent. Cowabunga! Cowabunga, yeah. dude. <laughs> that's, yeah. Getting intentional about it, getting present with yeah, it, recognizing that it means different people for different different things for different people at different times. Turn kind. towards it and be curious. Yeah, 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 yeah. And kind to yourself, dear listener. Oh. <laughs> if we could all just do that, please, that'd be really nice. Yeah, and then maybe to others, and then maybe we wouldn't be in this fix but you know let's it starts with you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> holding holding it gently hold 
that's you're in the phrase holding it gently okay mm-hmm. so uh, that's it from us if you've enjoyed this podcast please uh, can you like us in all the places that you can like us subscribe yes. to us in your podcast feed yeah tell your friends about us mm-hmm. um, drop, drop us a little review on Goodreads or Amazon if you've read our book if you like our book yeah. and you want to do that that'd tweet be nice tweet a picture of yourself with our book that's always nice is it I've not, I've not seen many people do that they haven't done it but it would you know be cool <laughs> Yeah, I mean, why would people do that? Why would people tweet a picture of themselves with a sex advice book? Because it would be awesome and, like, liberating for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, there's all the stigma about sexism. I know. So don't do that if, if, it, if it feels uncomfortable. It's but, tricky. You know, but, I mean, hold it gently. Hold <laughs> <laughs> you can buy our T-shirts now saying, hold it gently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's got to be a thing. Badges, um, mugs. No, no. Well, like, oh, come on, let's, no, let's not do much. What doesn't need more merchandise? Probably doesn't need more merchandise. Probably. No. Um, come on, let's try and end this podcast. Uh, well, wherever we got to, tweet, so we, tweet us. Tell, yeah, tell people. Facebook, tell, Instagram. Yeah. Remember that we can buy. You can see details about where you can buy our books in actual shops and everything. Yeah. Um, and uh, and where you can book download our zines mm-hmm. at our website megjohnandjustin.com and all of our socials are Meg, John, Justin, aren't they? They because are. You can't, can't, couldn't fit the end in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with that... And send us any questions or things you want us oh, to yeah, ramble yeah, yeah. about in the pub. And yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah, it. yeah, just even if it's like, uh, could you chat a bit about this? Yeah, yeah, we're up for it. Yeah. yeah. One thing we've not talked about actually in this episode is the hangover horn, which is an important oh. an important thing. I don't think it applies to this because you're not mm. horny all the time. No. You get the hangover it's horn. It's a specific horn. We could yeah. do a whole thing about the hangover horn. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm on it. I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's it. probably biopsychosocial, isn't it? Imagine you probably so. just have to hold it gently. <laughs> uh, so, with that, until <laughs> next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.